Hello, good morning. Perrin Lovett for the Prepper Post News on Tuesday, October 12th, 2021. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the biggest, bestest Prepper News podcast possibly in certain parts of the world. And thank you as always for watching our uh, video show where the quality will always improve tomorrow, which never comes. And as always, the show notes uh, at freedomprepper.com have links to everything that I will be uh, talking about so intelligently, starting right now. War. War is upon us, whether, whether we want it or not. And uh, it's everywhere. It's everybody, everywhere. Uh, it, you know, so many things are going on. It might as well all be part of one big crazy world war. World War Three doesn't really look like anything before and yet it does uh let's go let's go to just to taiwan i had wanted to ignore this because in the ultimately there's nothing really to say about taiwan what's going to happen is going to happen and it's probably right and there's nothing that anybody can do to stop it still still the uh, the empire tries to meddle you know uh, no just losing all ability to project any kind of force can still show up and make things worse. We've got a contingent of Marines and I, I don't know what, a small group of Special Forces Advisors uh, helping the DPP prepare for, uh, you know, to be, to be integrated back into the mainland. Um, it, this has not made the Chinese happy. Uh, there's, no, there's no reason for it. There's no reason for us to be involved at all. No treaty obligation. There's no, there's no security interest. There's no reason whatsoever. But imagine this. Um, what? And of course, the Chinese are not thrilled about this at all. And uh, could, could, you, could, this could be the cause, Belli, to uh, to go ahead and launch the, uh, the invasion that is going to happen anyway. Imagine if uh, this is Vox Day's uh, thinking. What if, how would Washington react if Russian Spaznaz forces were discovered in Idaho or Alabama or in, you know, in any sovereign American state training the local militia? That, that's about how China is reacting to this, except they have the ability to do something about it. The ability, but they're not really concerned. I got a Global Times story here where they're, like Russia and and everybody else, they're just writing the U.S. off. It's like, you know, it was it was worth paying attention to when it was dangerous. Now it's it's kind of comical, but it's not important. You can ignore it, and it will go away. Uh, the only thing that matters for the U.S. and its allies is how big a price they want to pay to test China's strength and determination on this matter. And. You know, it doesn't really matter what the, the U.S. and its deluded little allies want anymore. They, they, they can't get it, so there won't be much of a price. And there won't be much of an invasion. You know, the, the, the Taiwanese will be happy to answer to Beijing again. Um, speaking of the capacity, Scott Ritter wrote for RT that the U.S. simply cannot defend Taiwan anyway. There's nothing... Um, and, and he goes through the, uh, the, the mainline plan to, you know, in the event that something goes wrong, we can send, you know, an entire army to, North, uh, to South Korea to be deployed. 
but by the time they get there, they'll they'll by his estimation be uh, 80, uh, 83 days late because he says you know if, if a military operation happens between China and Taiwan, it it takes a week tops before Taiwan is totally overrun. Um, but anyway, moving on. We moving on. I found another interesting write-up by somebody who knows about foreign affairs because he's been there. This goes back to the Empire's last uh, great victory. You may recall we completely secured success, whatever that meant, in uh, Afghanistan and were able to depart. We intentionally left the Taliban in power because that was always the plan and uh, blah, blah, blah. The U.S. has been meddling in Afghanistan a lot longer than mo even you know, most intelligent people think or remember. Uh, John has pictures from Kabul 40-something years ago, back in the 70s when he was there, when there was a, uh, a moderately progressive socialist government, um, you know, it, and, yeah, and still the CIA meddled. They meddled until the Soviets rolled in, and then the meddling turned to the Mujahideen, and as soon as the Soviets left, we forgot about the Mujahideen, and then they became the Taliban, and then they were a problem, and then yeah, on and on and on it goes. Somebody, somebody's getting tired of all of this. Uh, there's, you may have seen some stories about State Department and CIA officials all over the world uh, experiencing problems, and it, this goes beyond Havana Syndrome. It's almost like that there, there's some sort of international war being waged against America's clandestine security apparatus. By who? We don't know. Uh, how effective is it? We don't know. But is it blowback or payback? Or is it just somebody that's finally tired of 75 years of meddling ever since the end of World War II to last year to the, this year, meddling by the U.S. And now the time has come. You've got a weak leader. You've got a collapsing nation. You've got a military that holds drag shows at Air Force bases. And, and is poisoning all of its troops. Why not strike back when you know when the uh, when the time comes? I don't know. That's not even the important stuff. The important stuff is what happens to us. Um, and something happened. Something I, something happened that I, I was asked not to talk about. But a, a friend. Nothing bad. It was bad, but it was better than it could have been. This stuff can get personal in a heartbeat. And more and more people are going to figure that out. Uh, and, and for those folks, the conservatives that are waiting until you know it gets really bad right where you are, by the time it does, it's probably too late. But anyway, um, we had uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, as a, as big a creature of the complex as you could ever imagine. Last week, he was saying that the the Pentagram needs its its trillion dollars in fake new debt and if, and if you don't pile more debt on the uh, the grandchildren of the grandchildren of America that's a national security emergency without all this debt I may have mentioned this last last week but without all this new fake debt the military won't be able to do things like uh, integrate terrorists and rapists and uh, child molesters into American society they won't be able to hold drag queen shows 
they won't be able to uh, drive submarines and cruisers into inanimate objects in the ocean. Um, you know, it, it's a crisis. We've got to spend more money. Uh, it's not a problem because, thank God, Tippy the turtle uh, rode to the rescue last week, and uh, I liked him a lot better as a cartoon and a comic book. All right, let's go to the Euro front. Um, just a couple of these stories, good and bad. Actually, both of these are good stories. It's my, uh, the, my, a friend, a friend had a problem in Europe uh, that I, I just won't mention. But anyway, in Europe, uh, anti-pope Jorge Bergoglio, uh, possible forerunner of the Antichrist, is protected by the Swiss Guard. And uh, these are the guys in the, the billowy 15th century outfits with the, you know, the helmets and the spears. And uh, underneath their robes, they, you know, they have the, uh, you know, the MP5s or whatever. Uh, very modern fighting force. Uh, Hand-picked from you know, the best of the best Swiss militia forever has gone down to Rome to protect popes and even anti-popes. Uh, they are abandoning him now. They're refusing to go along with his commandment, his illegal commandment, that everybody who works in the Vatican be uh, poisoned against the common cold. So this is, uh, this is good news. Uh, this is good news. May it spread. May it spread. Um, maybe when before they, instead of leaving, they could just throw him out, reinstall Pope Benedict, and uh, move on with civilization. Or not. We'll find out. Civilization will continue to exist in places like Poland. This is a really big story because uh, there's been a lot of back and forth between Central and Eastern European countries, member states of the EU, and Brussels about, you know, the Brussels has a plan to do to all of Europe what the, uh, the Prometheans did to America. And a lot of the Western countries have gone along to it to their detriment. And uh, the Eastern countries, the, old, the former Soviet countries, not having it, and uh, the, the Poland's high court just just backhanded the fire out of Brussels and said, "No, no, we we control what happens in our country. We don't, you know, you you can take your ref. It's it's all about the demographic shift and more debt, and they yeah you know, they like you know you no you you shouldn't be admitting these people, but we're damn sure we're just not going to have them. Period. That's the end of it. You can pass whatever laws you like. We're not obeying them." And uh, may this spread. Uh, you, know, you may, you, know, you had Brexit. Maybe you're looking at Pegxit, and you know, hung exit, and uh, break, just break it up, break it up. And uh, Poland is has actually, they, uh, you know, they have a modern military, largest tank force in Europe. Uh, they, and they have their version of the National Guard, which they completely retooled and refunded to create an, an, an internal emergency reaction force that if you read between the lines, it, it's about 50,000 men, heavily equipped, who are dedicated to repelling a third world invasion. They are uh, they're not going to tolerate the camp of the saints. So that's why the future of the West may be in the East. Interesting, just fascinating stuff, fascinating stuff. All right, moving to the hoax, moving to the hoax. Um, I will say this, in, uh, in other countries, uh, you know, I won't name any of them, like, you know, Italy or France, you know, the police and the military, they're supposed to protect the nations. Uh, they, for, for a decade now, they've done absolutely nothing while, a, a, you know, a horde, 
of Camp of the Saints Third World Invaders have just waltzed right in and uh, wreaked havoc. These same shock troops don't hesitate to, uh, to open fire on the natives when they demand a little freedom. So that's just, uh, it's coming. It's, it's, it's all, and this is all good stuff because it's, uh, yeah. Uh, this story, Lou Rockwell had a story about the, uh, the COVID pills that are, you know, a daily pill to save you. There are several pills coming. Some allegedly will just, I guess, act like ivermectin does anyway. It, it's like new ivermectin, except it'll be on patent. It'll cost $400 a pill, and the, you know, the drug companies will continue to make money. Ivermectin is dirt cheap. They don't make any money off that, even though it works. But uh, the, the headline of the story is, you know, why, uh, why get the vax, the poison vax, when this pill is right around the corner? Just wait till December. You can pop a pill. And it goes through what, I forget which version this is. But at the end, it says, oh, by the way, these pills may very well have the exact same lethal effects that the, uh, the, the jab does. So uh, an alternative, you could just do what we've done for the past 6,000 years and not worry about minor respiratory diseases that come upon us every year anyway. Absolute ridiculous nonsense. But it gets worse, it gets worse. Canada, we got some Canadians Dedicated uh, fans up in Canada, love all of you, and a feel for all of you, especially if you happen to be in Alberta, where any contact with the uh, healthcare industrial complex now results in a COVID positive, uh, COVID positive uh, case count just to run the numbers up. In order to keep the case count high, as high as possible, and keep this pandemic moving right along, government officials excuse me, criminal officials in Alberta are, not, are now counting all illnesses as COVID in, in order to justify their, uh, their continued tyranny. In an announcement, uh, which I linked to here, Alberta Chief Health Criminal uh, Dina Henshaw explained that people who test negative for the, uh, the woo flu, as well as people who never get tested at all, <clears throat> will automatically be counted as uh, positive uh, cases uh, that the government relays to the media. In other words, uh, people, who, who, people who don't get tested, if you show up at the ER with a broken arm or a gunshot wound or you're in a car crash uh, and you, there's no reason to suspect that you might have a virus, they're, they're just gonna count you as having it anyway. If, you, if, you, if they do suspect it and they test you and the test comes back negative, they're going to count you. Everybody gets counted as they should really go ahead and just, you know, just impute, impute COVID to the entire population. Then, you, then, you could, then the media could run some shock stories about, you know, 30 million Canadians are dying of COVID right now. Uh, you, know, we, you know, must have crackdown. Utter insanity, utter, utter insanity. But... We get what we pay for, and then we pay for what we get. This episode of Freedom Roasters Coffee is brought to you by all these uh, snappy t-shirts that you can buy at freedomroasterscoffee.com. And we, we may have, it's slowly developing, if it develops at all, but some huge Freedom Roasters Coffee <coughs> uh, news. Can't really share it with you right now, but I made a pitch over the weekend uh, for some some free t-shirts to kind of move things along. If it happens, it'll be really exciting. I'll tell you all about it. 
if it doesn't happen, maybe someday, it's still cool that it was a possibility. But we've got this, I, I have the one shirt I keep wearing, uh, but there we've got, I think, 12 or 11, 10 or 11, 12 different shirts. Coffee first, range second. You wanna fire up on coffee and then go fire off some rounds in preparation for uh, fighting back against the enemies that are literally trying to kill or enslave you. And they, they do that, this is unrestricted war all over the world. The feature story is part of this, and it's, uh, it's out of New York City. <clears throat> it doesn't look like war, but it's in fact worse than, this is worse than heavy bombing. Because heavy bombing you can see, and you know, people can feel it immediately, uh, the blitz is on, and they either run and hide or they, they fight back. This is much more slow and insidious, and this has been going on in New York since about, well, for about 100 years. And it's really accelerated to the point that it honestly doesn't even matter anymore. New York City, I think, has the largest fake government school system in the country. You know, hundreds of thousands of, of uh, victims. Uh, and they have a gifted and talented program uh, that like most gifted and talented programs in government schools in America are next to useless <clears throat> and uh, they if you co compare and contrast the funding and these are even in the the fake government system they're set up allegedly to benefit the best and the brightest there's something about well if we want you know, civilization to continue we might want to give a little extra help to the, the people that will be able to, to continue it and what they do is, it's, it's, it's all for the system. If the kids happen to benefit, great. If not, they, and there's no real, it, they do a terrible, there have been studies about this for the past 40 years. It's, it's, a, it's a terrible system that just doesn't work. You're much better off, believe it or not, homeschooling, especially if you have a bright BHIQ uh, or UHIQ child. It's almost an imperative to get them out of a, a system that's essentially set up to destroy them or you know, disinterest them to the point that they conform to that lowest common denominator. Uh, but compare and contrast all that to the other end, you know, which had noble roots, special education, want to help the, uh, help the slower kids. And eventually that has become the entire focus of the school system. Nevertheless, New York City still continues to have a little gifted and talented program. When children are about four years old, pre-kindergarten, kindergarten, they give them a test. I, I don't know what they're looking for. Uh, very few states look for a cutoff IQ anymore. I think the only one on the East Coast that still has a, a minimum is Pennsylvania, and I think that's 130, just sub-Mensa, uh, which you know is legitimately above 98% of the rest of the kids. Um, some of the studies from the from the 80s differentiated between okay, you got the kid with the 130, that's that's gifted and talented, but the kid at 160 is light years beyond. You must have a separate program, but they don't. And the programs are run by people that are you know right around the average IQ that don't understand anyway. They just know that they're getting a nice check to uh, to do their their work. Anyway, New York is going to eliminate this program. Why? Well, because of the demographic shifting. Um, you know, I, I, I looked at, I looked at, the, I look at a lot of numbers, and I think in New York, white and Asian children may account for roughly a quarter of the 
the school population anymore. Yet they account for more than three quarters of the, uh, the gifted and talented program. So you can see that this is pure systemic racism, has to be eliminated to make everything fair. De Blasio is all over this. By the way, he is exactly the mayor that those people deserve. Exactly the mayor. Um, he lies and says that this is going to uh, shift the focus to helping all the children to the best of their ability. You know? um, and he's got, he, he goes into all the popular buzz, STEM buzzwords. We're gonna have more robotics and computer coding. And we're, instead of running a program for the smart kids, we're going to train all kindergarten teachers to provide accelerated blah, 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 waste more money, more money for the system and for the, you know, how to describe this. Uh, it, it, it all becomes a matter of credentialing and sinecure careerism for the people in the system. And education is not even, it's not even on the back burner. It's, it's not even on the, in the kitchen. It just doesn't exist. Uh, John, Dr. John Carroll in 1962 and 63 codified five factors that uh, affect learning, especially early childhood learning. <clears throat> and they're ranked from, and I think he later was coerced into adding a six and then the the careerist establishment after he was gone, you know, expanded it to eight. But the, the fundamental five are ranked from most to least important. The three in the middle are kind of subjective. They have to do with the opportunity of time, you know, in a given situation. This child, how, how fast can this child learn so much material? But number one is, the most important thing is the ability of the child. You know, and if, in a gifted and talented program, if you've got a kid, you know, a truly intelligent child capable of great things, that's great. They don't care about that. They're getting rid of that. Um, they're focusing on the fifth and least important uh, uh, criteria, which is quality of instruction. If you have truly gifted and talented kids, you can put them into almost any kind of situation. They're going to exceed no matter what. But when you're just focusing on uh, you know, more money for more programs, more degrees on walls, uh, it, it, it becomes about those things exclusively. So, you know, you're gonna get what you pay for up there. Uh, blah, blah, and you know, the, the AP, the Associated Prostitutes, you know, they're pushing, you know, this, this is the most diverse school system, so we must have the most diverse outcome of equality of failure. You know, you can have excellence or diversity. Pick one, and Bill de Blasio and the curse word, curse word, idiots who elected him in that pathetic city have decided what they want and they're, you know, they're going to get it good and hard. So, uh, anyway, there's a solution. And, th you know, this is, they're, they're setting the trend, which is, of course, followed in Massachusetts and Illinois and California and all the crazy states, but it doesn't take very long before that drifts to wherever you are and the tentacles are already out there. There's somebody on your local school board who cherishes these anti-civilizational, anti-Western ideas and will push them on you the first chance they get. It's already in your schools, you just haven't noticed it. The way to get out from, and it's already in most of the private schools too. Homeschooling is, is not just the best option, it's really the only option. That's why we'll keep pushing it. So anyway, 
I, I wrote this up. They're gonna, in the, in the big schools, they're gonna continue to lower the bar uh, until no one can pass under it. I saw it, there was a, I saw a, a funny picture that was, you know, teacher dress up day. And one of the teachers, probably a good teacher, had a good sense of humor. She was wearing a, a t-shirt that said, retired teacher, all children left behind. Uh, that might as well be the motto of the American education establishment. So get out of it. Get out. Get out. We'll help with that more tomorrow, which I think will be Wednesday. I'll see you then. Perrin Lovett signing out for the Prepper Post News.